You're here because you know What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it. You felt it. You felt it. The point is to understand your self, who you really are. Humans are now hackable animals. To, to hack a human being is to understand that you better than he or she understands themselves. Facing enormous challenges, unprecedented challenges. Welcome to the Spellbreakers Podcast, helping you transcend psyops, mental spells, and even reality itself, with your host, Donnie Spellbreaker. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Spellbreakers Podcast. It's your boy, Donnie Spellbreaker, here. So today we're going to kick off our first episode with a topic called the truth or trap. So a little bit of background about myself. Since I was a kid, I always felt that something was really off in society, that a lot of what they told us was total bullshit, and I just didn't really buy in to many of the narratives that people in society said. Um, I could smell bullshit even at a very young age. And this caused me to go down a lot of rabbit holes looking for answers and solutions. From the sovereign movement to veganism to devout extreme Christianity. I was always searching for answers and saviors and looking for somebody to kind of make sense of the world. I always thought there would be one thing. And after 9-11, there was this period of time in the internet that very much was the golden age. You could get virtually any information online, watch any video, and there was virtually no censorship. I spent a a lot of time on Google Video before YouTube, watching 9-11 Loose Change, a lot of the early Alex Jones documentaries, started learning not just about that, but about our nature of consciousness, about remote viewing, telepathy, hours of the mind, and the New World Order agenda. And being quite young, it was pretty naive. I started talking about these topics with a lot of other people in my family, and a lot of people just thought I was totally crazy. And that was totally fine. Um, So I started a conspiracy blog, and... Along the way, I would meet people, often older, who would really encourage me to pursue these types of topics and dive in deeper. And back then, conspiracies and things like that were a lot more niche than they are today, right? They almost seem mainstream today, and I believe that is by design. And after a while, I started growing up, I stopped really caring, to be honest. And I kind of just went about my life and built my career. I was always just pretty skeptical of mainstream narratives, but I never really gave it much attention either way. And then COVID hit and all the alarm bells went off, right? We had been told by Alex Jones back in the early 2000s that that they were going to plan a global pandemic to microchip everybody and, you know, usher in the new world order. (laughs) And so That made my alarm bells ring, and then more and more I just saw from the very beginning how much they were lying. That very much 
reawoken me. Um, And I know a lot of people, it was very much the same. But for other people, it was their their first experience in seeing in real time the lies of the government, what people call their waking up experience. And so a lot of different activist communities started springing up. And especially here in Canada, where you had some of the worst lockdowns and mandates in the world. And I started joining those people. I started speaking out, spending hours a day trying to wake people up to a lot of these lies, educating people on the Barrington Declaration, a lot of the science around the vaccinations and the lack of science thereof, and the lack of science for masking and all of this, to no avail. And so finding this community of people who were resisting a lot of this tyranny was very, very helpful. And... The group at the time was a very unified group, right? We would go do weekly protests, you know, then Ottawa happened, which was a very polarizing event, but it was very, very unifying for Canadians who just knew something was wrong. But as all of the COVID stuff kind of waned, the truther community started fracturing more and more. And so... As that progressed, I started really waking up to the fact that a lot of these people in this quote movement weren't really good for me to be around, and they didn't really have much in the way of solutions. And in fact, the more I was around them and engaged with them, I felt worse. And they would block me or stop talking to me if I disagreed with them about a specific issue or topic. So... As I progressed, I started to really see that the truther movement as a whole is a trap intentionally created by the, quote, controllers, if you will. Let's take a couple steps back. How do we even define what a truther is? So, looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Essentially, people who reject the official explanation of events and generally live in a paradigm that sees the mainstream media as a tool of manipulation for the masses. Now, if this is all there is, that's pretty good. And I would hope most people identify as that the mainstream media is not our friend. We're going to be doing some episodes later talking about this, the psychological warfare operations that are being done on us in the populace. But from this thing alone, it doesn't really capture the whole let's say, movement around truthers. Truthers generally are on the fringes of society, right? We often don't really integrate into the world as easily as the, quote, normies, and so we create subgroups. But we also spend a lot of time looking into issues, maybe far more than we should. (laughs) And we often spend a lot of time and a lot of energy consuming media and materials and information that basically convinces us that that everything is a scam, that everywhere we go, everywhere we look is a giant conspiracy, and there's really no escape from it. And so one thing we really need to keep in mind with the human experience is that we are creatures of pattern recognition. We will see faces and landscapes and portraits. We become superstitious at even the most basic things, We see connections between things that don't actually exist. And so it's very, very psychologically satisfying for us to be able to 
take events that we see in the world and then put them in a box and state that we know very clearly exactly what's happening. We know who's doing it. And we're part of the resistance for knowing. (laughs) Right? So if you're somebody who spent a lot of time down these rabbit holes, you know that ultimately there is no end to any of these things. Right? You can go down the adrenochrome rabbit hole or the Satanist ritual sacrifice rabbit holes or mass depopulation rabbit holes, all of these things, right? And there's no end to it. And largely what a lot of the truther community does is they take a degree of truth and they extrapolate that to a overarching conclusion about everything everywhere. Well, that's not necessarily bad and may even be true in a lot of instances. Truthers are hyper convinced that we know exactly what's happening. We have the truth and there's a sense of mild superiority. And that's very hard to mitigate because when we've been so right about so many things, a.e. lockdowns, vaccines, you know, all of these things, it's very hard to uh, not look at people as sheep and you know, that's something we really need to humble ourselves with in the truth or community. Just because people buy into certain narratives doesn't mean that they're less than us. And moreover, what narratives are we buying into that are total bullshit? I think more and more a lot of them. It should be noted that the truthers in general do a lot of good things. We were the most vocal group in terms of the vaccine mandates, and we knew early and we came hard to resist a lot of these things. Who knows? I'm sure if there wasn't as many people resisting it openly and in the truth community, things could have gotten a lot worse. So in more, truthers do hold other people to account who just want to go about their lives, live their lives. And not really think too much of it. And not really question the mainstream narrative and what they're telling us. But we have to meet people where they're at. Otherwise, we just sound totally crazy. If you follow the work of Matthias Desmond and others, it's very clear that a lot of people aren't in a place where they can, quote, wake up. And even the term wake up, we're going to just talk about it a little bit more because I think it is very much a misnomer. So although the truther community does some great things, I think they're way off base, and I think this is ultimately a tool for control. So taking a step back, how are we actually controlled and manipulated in the world today? Now, funny enough, almost none of the actual, quote, tyranny that we face is a bureaucrat physically engaging with us or a police officer or anything like that, right? It is in the mind, and that is their tool of control. It is psychological warfare and psychological manipulation, and that is their tool. Now, most of that psychological manipulation is, I would say virtually all, is totally voluntary. And what do I mean by that? I mean, it is an offer. It is you turning on your TV going on social media, seeing what these people are saying, and reacting negatively to it. If people didn't have televisions and weren't engaging in social media and literally just didn't listen to these people at all, they would have virtually no power. Humans actually outnumber the, quote, people in control, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands to one. And so 
their tool is just consent positive psychological warfare, right? So what do they do in the media in a simple way to control us? Well, they basically create a never ending sense of existential dread and convince us that a major event is always just around the corner that will either kill us or maim us or ruin our lives or whatever, right? So how does the media actually control society? Well, first, for some reason, people still listen to them, which is totally outrageous. (laughs) But second, they employ very simple psychology on us to get us to do what they want. So generally called, this is problem-reaction-solution. So they create a problem, you know, terrorism, global pandemic, economic collapse, something that is nebulous, hard to fully understand, and it is unknown, and it is very, very serious. This then triggers a fear response that basically subverts our frontal lobe and gets us into a lower consciousness, reptilian brain fear state into which we are very easily controlled. And then they offer the carrot or the stick. So the carrot is usually some derivative of making the suffering that they've created go away. So the solution is often what they wanted to do 10 years ago, but couldn't do it until you became afraid. And it very much is like a marketing campaign. How is the truth or community that much different, right? They're constantly in a state of fear that something is just around the corner, you know, the end of the world. Preppers have been talking about these stuff for 30 years, about food shortages and the collapse of the United States dollar and nuclear war and global pandemics and It hasn't happened yet. Mind you, it does seem like we're getting closer and closer with every passing minute, but that's often been the case. And I definitely do think that we're in for some tough times, but it's putting things into perspective. And so I'm not saying that it's bad to be prepared. I think it definitely is, and I think that's part of the solution. But the point is, in the truther world, They manipulate us as well to think something apocalyptic is always around the corner. And they also, maybe inadvertently or maybe by design, give the, quote, controllers and politicians a lot more power than I think they deserve. Instead of these people being psychologically sick losers that we voluntarily give our power to, They are interdimensional Satanists that run on baby blood, and we can't stop because they have a divine right to rule. It's bullshit, right? And it's the fact that we give these people our power collectively that we're in the situation we are. Now, we are in an era of revelation. More and more we're seeing the lies and the scams and the people doing these things revealing themselves more and more. And that's a really good thing, but it's also ripe for us to be manipulated because the mainstream media doesn't actually report on the truth. They never will. So it leaves this very fertile ground for people to basically say whatever they want and to also manipulate us into buying their MREs or a 20-year supply of food or buying endless gold and 
freaking out and, you know, not living our lives. And frankly, all of our world is built on the collective, let's say, faith and mindset of the population. So if the truthers had their way, and let's say 20-30% of the population was so terrified of the future to come that they stopped being productive and they started just digging holes in the ground and stashing guns and all of that, well, that's going to kick things off pretty quick, right? So thank God that the truthers haven't gotten their wish or vision to a large extent. In the truther community, they really try to separate, quote, normies and normal people from the, quote, elect who really know what's going on, right? But we don't really give the, quote, normies enough credit. A lot of people in the world now, to some degree, really do realize that something is wrong fundamentally. And they're the ones who go to work every day and keep the lights on and help us sustain the world we're in. So they, they actually give a lot of stability to society. And it is also good for people on the other side to be pushing, questioning, and asking, and and all of this type of stuff, right? But we just have to understand that there's a balance to all of it. But also, what is this doing? It's, it's perpetuating a victim mindset for us. And then also, the people orchestrating these events are nameless, faceless, obscure, hidden figures. And I'm supposed to believe they have more power over my life and my destiny than I do. Klaus Schwab out there in Switzerland is the reason why I'm not happy. The reason why my wife hates me. Right, which is total victim mindset bullshit. We're put on this earth, I believe, to fully self-actualize, to become the best people that we can be. And yes, there's always going to be schemers and scammers and psychopaths along the way who are going to try to mess that up for us. Now, in a deeper spiritual sense, we can see those people as a part of our spiritual growth. But regardless... You need to become more psychologically sovereign in that people halfway around the world do not have more control over your life and your destiny than you do. Truthers will never say that. They will never take accountability for themselves and their lives. And if you know any of these people, which I know a lot of, they live horrible lives. They work awful jobs or in poor health. They can't even really hold normal conversations it's not a good situation meanwhile they think they have an era of su superiority because they believe that because they know knowledge that others don't they're somehow above and superior they think they're special boys <laughs> if somebody is living a good life fulfilled building a family and happy they're doing better than you <laughs> and while i'd like to have these people start to become more aware of the ways in which they're manipulated by people who definitely do not have their best interests at heart, you can learn a lot from people. And I think the ultimate goal is creating a life that you want to live. We need to understand that we don't know if we're being fed false truths or half-truths. We need to keep it in mind as a possibility. 
But moreover, for every almost every problem in the world that the quote elites World Economic Forum people are throwing at us, there are solutions and steps we can take in our lives. Now, not all of them are easy or immediate, but there are solutions. If you're worried about eating bugs, grow your own food. You can start that in a bachelor apartment just growing microgreens and herbs in your window. You know, if you have a small backyard like I did in Toronto, I grew almost all my fresh produce for the year for almost no money. And as much as the food supply is getting sketchier and sketchier, to put it mildly, there is now a renaissance of small farmers starting to pop up again, growing healthy, organic, locally raised produce. You should go meet those people, buy food off of them, support them, do cow shares. There's so many options. You just have to take some action. If you're worried about fluoride in the the water, get fluoride filters. If you're worried about a 15-minute city, we'll move out of the city. I did, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yes, I don't want to pretend that there are very serious problems that we're dealing with collectively and that they impact us and that these are things that as humans we need to overcome. But the reason why the West in general is crumbling and collapsing is because of the average consciousness of the people in our society, right? So the best thing that you can do to actually help society is to raise your level of consciousness and awareness and do something productive. We are blessed with an abundance due to the people before us who have put in time and energy building our culture and building our society. And yes, there does seem to be some type of non-human agenda to destroy the fabric of our society as quickly as possible. But it's largely just being done by manipulating people into ruining it themselves. And so we need to at least have some sense of that spirit within us. Yes, we can't wake everybody or even most people up, but we need to find our tribe. We need to do productive things in person, together, as a community. Just bitching online on Twitter is not activism. It is a energy trap that is there intentionally. And more and more, we in these communities, there's no solutions. They're just constantly focusing on what they don't want, how awful it is, how shitty this politician is, how everything sucks. They're doing virtually nothing to actually improve their lives and the lives of their community. And can we even call the truthers a community? Literally just conversing online about all of the shit you don't want isn't a community. But the bigger reason behind why the truther trap is real and I believe controlled, the way that they move us forward is through controlling us through fear, generating fear, generating outrage, so that we ask them to do the actions that they wanted us to do in the first place. But also, they get us to fight amongst ourselves versus taking any actual action. So something we've been brainwashed with since birth is this idea of a savior. So we always think somebody outside of ourselves will solve the problems that we are in. And this is largely the phenomenon with Trump. 
They believe he's going to come back again and drain the swamp, which he didn't drain and in some ways helped create it. Or we're just one politician away, or one new leader away, or one documentary away from waking up the masses and everybody living the way that we want. So as people have woken up and the lies have gotten worse and worse, the mainstream media is basically a dead duck. They have almost no influence or sway on the general population. They do with boomers and older generations a bit, but for the large part, they have been replaced by this new alternative media class. And these guys, we're told, are supposed to be the resistance to the mainstream narrative and part of the truther community. But more and more, we're seeing that these people like Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, they are the new mainstream media. They won't actually tackle a lot of the issues until it's totally too late. None of them spoke against the vaccinations until... 70% of America had got it. <laughs> How is the truth movement generally a trap? Well, it starts from a good place. We see that the lies and then we find people who are telling us, hey, this is a lie. And that's literally all they usually have to do to get our attention and our support, right? Even if it comes way too late and way too watered down. And so... People more and more are seeing all the lies in society. So then they turn to people who are, quote, exposing these. But as you go more and more down this rabbit trail, it is endless fear, endless propaganda on the other side. And it promotes the savior complex, right? Where Trump's going to save us or this person's going to save us. And it's just very, very toxic. And now we have two groups, right? We have the, quote, normies. And then we have the truthers who are awake. And this creates the dichotomy necessary to control and manipulate society. So what are some of the solutions to the truther trap? If you find yourself stuck in an endless doom loop of truther porn, there is hope. <laughs> and I'm telling and I'm saying it from experience. So it is very good to be aware of what is happening in the world. I'm not disputing that at all. But once you have a general idea of what's happening, stop. You don't need to keep going down the rabbit holes. A lot of these rabbit holes have been set up for you in advance to constantly waste your time and energy going down. More depth of knowledge about evil will not set you free. It will do the opposite. If you're constantly focusing on evil, on scams, on lies, on psychopaths, that is going to impact your consciousness. <laughs> so be aware that fear, anger, and hopelessness is a feature and not a bug in both the mainstream and alternative media game. So when you engage in content and information, you need to never let yourself get emotionally hooked. Because that emotional hook is the goal of all of this. So yes, consume that. Know what's going on in the world. But as soon as you see yourself getting emotionally involved and riled up, just take a step back. Just go for a walk. 
Just relax. The next is to prioritize local news. In terms of what we can do, we can impact things on a local level, much more than we can at a state or provincial level, more than a country level, and definitely not the world. We have to take the approach Jordan Peterson outlined before he went totally batshit crazy, in that we need to start at home, make sure our we're good, we're healthy, our relationships are good, our family is good, we're thriving, we're growing businesses, we're making money, we're out of debt, and then how is my local community doing? The odds are it's probably not that good. And then from there, how is my state or province doing? Even then, if we're honest, we have almost no power over at that level. And at the country level, let's face it, um, it seems as if there, we have no real impact at this point. These are corporations registered somewhere in New York City. They do not represent us. We basically have to let them go <laughs> in terms of an idea, um, in my opinion. But we also have zero sway on what's happening all over the world. We can pray, we can meditate, we can build awareness, but we need to emotionally unhook from the idea that learning more about evil, sharing endless information is going to make any real impact on the world. Let go and know that a lot of this stuff is outside of our control. And then spend only 10% of your free time focusing on what you don't want aka truth or doom porn versus creating the life that you do want so just sit down and actually think about the life that you want to live where would you be living how would you be living what type of work would you do what type of partner do you want all of these things right creating a life that you want to live is exponentially more powerful <laughs> than focusing on the shit you don't want to do. And as we go more and more into the realm of consciousness, I believe I believe that this is the way that we are manipulated. They manipulate us by us all collectively imagining a future and then us bringing it into existence. And this is the role of movies and media and television in our world, is that they plant seeds and then we collectively make that happen. So taking off all, as much media and all of that as you can and replacing it with things you do want in your life. It's, we live in very interesting times. Well, it seems like we're living in the end of an empire, which I believe is true. We've never had more opportunities to create our ideal lives. We can create businesses and serve people all around the world remotely. We have access to a ton of knowledge and information. We have access to technology that even 10, 20 years ago seemed like science fiction. So just keep all of this in mind. It's very obvious we're going to be in some very difficult times. And it's very scary because we don't know what that future will look like. But... The more I remove myself from a lot of the the doom truther stuff, the better I feel. And I focus a lot of my time on building the life I want 
And I think that's the best way to get people to see your positions. If you're living a horrible life and just spewing off crazy conspiracy theories over the time, we're going to have zero impact. If you're living a life that people think is cool and enviable, people are going to get curious. They're going to want to learn more about your approach, your ideas to things. And that's where I really think we can make a difference. We really can't wake up people who don't want to be, quote, woken up. But uh, we can live lives that we want to live and hopefully inspire and motivate people along the way to start questioning where they find themselves in life. So, And it's not our job to try to wake everybody up, unfortunately. But it is our job to take sovereignty and ownership over our own lives and within the context that we find ourselves in, try to be as independent in as many ways as we possibly can. Guys, I hope you found this podcast helpful and you can relate to it. Please uh, reach out and I'd love to get your comments and, and hear what you guys think. So thanks again for tuning in to the Spellbreakers podcast, and we'll, we'll talk again soon.